0: For over 20 years, I have been involved in some form or another in self-development, improvement, healing, and trying to figure out how to live life in a more optimized way where I can experience more joy and happiness while keeping my body as healthy as possible to enhance longevity and be able to experience all the goodness that is in life. It has been an amazing long journey and it is nowhere near over yet. However, with this being my 100th podcast episode, I wanted to make it an extra special one where I reflect on some of the biggest, most important, most transformative lessons I have learned along the way. In this episode, you get to hear these nuggets of wisdom that I have developed over 20 years and they have personally changed my life for the better and changed the lives of my clients and of those around me when implemented. And so I wanted to pass them off to you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unweaving Chronic Pain Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andrea Moore, founder of the Whole Self Integration Method, chronic pain specialist, and overall, your guide to helping you get back to living a life that feels expansive and not one where you feel like you keep shrinking and losing more and more of life to chronic pain, anxiety, fear, or whatever emotional or physical barriers might feel like they are getting in the way of living your life together we will break through those barriers and get you back to living life full out all right I cannot believe this is the 100th episode that just like blew my mind I was not exactly paying attention to the number of episodes but I realized luckily that this is in fact the 100th episode and I'm like oh my goodness I cannot believe I've been doing this for a hundred episodes so thank you first and foremost for listening, Whether this is your very first episode or you have been a long time listener, I cannot even begin to tell you how much it means for you to take time out of your day, your life to listen in. And I want to make it worth your while. This work has changed my life. I cannot even begin to imagine where I would be if not kind of stumbling across this over the years. And I can tell you it wouldn't be pretty. And so today I wanted to reflect on some of the biggest lessons I've learned. And first and foremost, a lot of this started because I learned that healing is possible. That had to come first. I fully believe that we can always do something to make our lives better if we are feeling like it is just not the life we wanted it to be. Now what that thing is. Is might vary, will vary tremendously depending on what phase you are on your journey or what is going on for you. However, there is always something. It is never just a matter of like, you're just shit out of luck. And so, what I'm going to offer are just some of the many things we can do and some of the beliefs I have put into place or some of the lessons I have learned along the way that aid in that process now i think we tend to think of healing being this very active we must do more thing and i just want to again invite in that that could look like a total surrender and rest it could like a look like a very active engagement in in creating something or doing something or getting very actively involved in healing work again there's going to be a whole spectrum but healing is always possible. What I have learned is our bodies and our souls want to live. They want to thrive. And while our brains sometimes or oftentimes very much work against that because our brains are stuck in survival and that is their sole focus, that when we shift into that belief that our bodies and our souls are here to thrive and live, everything opens up. And so just that was one of the Massive things that even opened, that gave me the ability to even see any of the lessons I'm about to go through. Because without that, we shut down to everything. If we are stuck in a fixed belief that there's nothing we can do, that we're at the mercy of life, and and that we have no agency or personal power in our life, then, I mean, then what is the point, right? Right. You're probably not listening to this if that is what your belief is. So I'm assuming that we are all on the same page already about that things can always things can always have more ease, more joy, more contentment, more satisfaction, more laughter, more love. All of that always gets to be possible. Now, the next thing I've learned is to shift what healing even means. Because what I used to think And what I used to use, the belief I just talked about, what I used to think that should mean is that I can get to a point where everything is perfect and optimized, right? And I did this a lot in the health space of like, if I just eat a certain way, if I exercise a certain way, if I sleep a certain number of hours, right, I can optimize my body so it feels perfect at all times and it never gets sick and it's never in pain and I have Full, stable energy available to me at every moment of the day, right? No, (laughs) that is not what this is about. And while we can move towards feeling a whole lot better, perfectionism is never the goal. And this is one of the biggest lessons I also had to learn was that this is not about achieving perfectionism. This is about achieving a life that has more ease and openness and flexibility and expansiveness. And i want to put this into a really tangible example imagine you have a flight to catch at the airport as we all know there are many types of travelers and there is a type of traveler who is stressed and anxious to the max maybe the prospect of flying is insanely stressful so there is just so much resistance to even getting on a plane On top of that, it is the stress of, oh my gosh, are we going to miss the flight? Am I going to get there on time, right? I need to leave three hours early. Maybe they're stressing the whole moment of like, oh my gosh, am I leading up to it of, have I packed everything I need? What if I forget something? Maybe they're stressed about the food on the plane and having to pack all these extra snacks. Going through the TSA line, they are stressed about, oh my goodness, did I pack something that I wasn't supposed to? Am I going to get pulled aside? Am I going to get in trouble? Oh my goodness, why is this line taking so long? Oh my goodness, we're going to miss the flight, right? I think we've all either been that person or have traveled with that person, or at least seen that person in the movies, who the entire process is full of angst and so much massive emotional drama. And then we have the person that's just chill. They like roll up to the airport. Maybe they've been there, done that a million times. They get there kinda when they get there. They're going through line. Maybe they're having fun people watching. Like the line's long, but they are they're standing in line. They know what to do when it's time to unpack their stuff and put it on the, you know, screening belts. They casually walk to their airplane and board and they're like, oh, okay, there's no snacks here or okay, peanuts. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, and they just put on their headphones, watch a movie and they just, maybe they conk out, right? And the whole process is just full of ease. Now, in those two scenarios, both people had to go through the same experiences. Both people had to be in line. Maybe both people even got pulled aside by the TSA agent. Maybe both people had to figure out where's their plane. Both people had to navigate the airport. All of those things were experienced by both. But how they were experienced is so drastically different based on how we are moving through them. And so much of healing for me has been about moving through in so much more of a easeful, dare I say even elegant, that is a word that is coming to me right now, graceful, more content, more calm way. And taking things as they go, but still having to experience stressors, still having to experience the long line, still having to experience being pulled aside by TSA, you know, experience, oh no, they changed my gate. Now I actually have to go to the other side of the airport. And having all of that just move, just moving from one place to the next without the emotional trauma. And here's the caveat to that is so often, I'm sure we've all been in that place where we are frantically trying to leave your house, right? And you're in a rush and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, shit, I had this appointment I forgot about. And you are like mad chaos rushing. And it's like in those moments, you are more likely to lose your keys. Your belt loop is more likely to get snagged on that doorknob. You drop your keys while trying to open the car door. You drop them in between the car seats. I have done that too many times, right? And then you can't get them out because you're rushing, because you're in that state of anxiety. The reality is, is often it's like a magnet for more shit to happen and go wrong. And so often when we have that state of calm and ease and flexibility to move through life, things also tend to, not always... Be better, be easier. We have less added shit because we're in that one, that energetic state. And to me, that is healing. That is being able to move through with that ease, no matter what is coming our way, is such a massive component of healing. And with pain, so often when we have that ease, pain drops. When we do not have that ease, pain ramps up. And I've talked about that in so many episodes, so I won't go into the neuroscience behind that. So being able to shift from my goal is to have this perfect life where everything, where where nothing ever goes wrong and everything is, you know, I have the perfect marriage and the perfect kids and the perfect job and the perfect house that is neat and organized at all time. No, that's not what this is about. It is about moving through life in a way that actually feels easeful. Having that shift for me was everything. When I gave up the battle of trying to achieve perfectionism and allowed the blows to come as they came and focused on moving through them with more ease and in a more empowered way, everything shifted. And as a byproduct, life actually does get easier and better. And now with that, move to the next piece, which is life is an experience to be lived again life isn't about perfectionism life isn't about trying to check off these to-do lists obtain these gold star stickers of you did things correctly life is about experiencing it all the ups and the downs all the emotions all the sensations and that gets to include what's important to you which might mean part of sensations right is your senses so that might mean visually getting to experience the absolute abundance of landscapes and cities and architectures and environments that this earth offers us. It might be about more tastes and tasting all the different foods and flavors and different ways cultures experience their foods. Right? It might be about hearing all this beautiful different types of music and experiencing it in different ways be about how you move physically through the world, through dance or lifting heavy weights or just walking and getting to experience, right? It's just like musing your body, doing fun yoga poses, whatever the heck it is, right? None or all of these things, whatever is important to you. It's just getting to experience, like, I get to be a human in this world full of endless possibility. And I get to have a say, in designing this experience. That I actually get to choose what matters to me. What doesn't matter to me? What do I want to experience? What is something for somebody else to experience? It's just not my thing. And getting that choice. And to look at life as this beautiful menu that you get to pick and choose from is such a cool way. And knowing that it comes with it all. That we get to experience it all. That even experiencing the deepest grief or the ragiest anger is a part a rich rich part of that human experience is just mm, it's giving me chills just thinking about it and with that choice comes kind of a paradoxical belief because a lot of these things might feel like they are contradictory to each other or in paradox to each other and in fact that could have been a whole other lesson is life is full of paradoxes and contradictions so we'll just leave it at that but I also believe that we are each on this earth to have a specific experience. Now, I fully believe in free will and free choice in that. But we are not all here on earth to experience the same thing. So we cannot compare our journey to anybody else's. And this is why in this, often we will be revisiting the same themes over and over and over again, just at a deeper level each time so if it feels like you've been on this healing journey and you're like oh my goodness this core wound with my mom is coming up again seriously i've done this or like oh my gosh this trouble with being with uncertainty is here again or my struggle with existential anxiety or dealings with social justice or you know whatever your theme is is here again i thought i already worked through that or how much responsibility to take on or fear about even being in a human body Whatever it is for you, that chances are you will revisit the same theme over and over and over again, because that is kind of one of the themes you are here to play with and experience and share your wisdom in in your unique way. That does not mean it has to be at some large level that might just be literally with yourself or your family or, you know, close friends. But we get the choice in how we approach that. The next huge, huge, I can't even stress this enough, massive theme and I do want to say these are in absolutely no particular order, these are just as they came to me and as I wrote them down, (laughs) is not confusing our goal or desired state with where you should be already. And this one sounds so obvious, but oh my goodness, do we do it all the time, myself included? So often we might hear something like, "Ah," like if you could let go of your perfectionism or people-pleasing or... You know, I, I might talk about hearing the message your body is sending or treating pain as a friend or coming into acceptance with whatever is here in front of you. Those are all and those are all something to move toward. You you likely aren't there yet, which is why you're hearing them as a place to move to. So imagine you had a meeting. And the address takes you to this big, fancy, high-rise building. You walk in and there's this beautiful lobby. And you're like, okay, where's where do I find this person? And they're like, mm, in suite 1100. You don't expect in that moment to magically be teleported to suite 1100. You don't walk in and you're not like pissed that you're not there already. Right? You're not like, this was the address. I was already supposed to be somehow magically inside this meeting room. No. You're like, oh, okay. That's my next I got the address and now here's my next piece of destination I need to move towards. I can't just magically teleport there. Why would you already be there if you haven't gone there yet, right? And so maybe you find out it takes multiple steps to get there. It's one of those where you got two sets of elevators. You got to go past the, the row, the first row of elevators, take it to the 11th floor, walk down the hall, turn left and then turn right and then turn left and then walk through the door and sit in the waiting room, right? And usually it's all fine. We just are like, okay, I'm going to just follow the path to get there because sweet 1100 is my destination. And so you take the steps you need to get there. But for whatever reason, and again, I do this all the time myself, there's no judgment of this. Our brains have such trouble comprehending this for concepts that are about our emotional or nervous system state or even like a spiritual state. And so we'll hear this overarching concept of like, listen to the message your body's sending. And you're like, fuck, why haven't I heard this message my body is sending? And you're like, well, have you taken the actual steps to get there? Like, of course you haven't. Do you even know how to do that? No one taught you, right? I feel like people do this a lot with spiritual concepts where maybe there's a lot of focus on like always moving towards love. And this is a really big one. And so when we're in this place of like, I'm nowhere near love, I'm in massive fucking anger and hate and resentment. Where we make ourselves wrong for it being like, oh no, moving towards love is about meeting yourself exactly where you are, whether it is in the lobby of a building and figuring out how to move to suite 1100 or in a state of rage and hate and being like, I would like to move towards love or I don't know how to listen to my body. I'm in massive resentment of it and I'm in a battle. In fact, I'm really mad at it. And I cannot hear a damn word it's saying to be like, that's exactly where I am. And the journey is about how to get to this state where I can hear it, right? And allowing yourself to have the journey. I don't know why we expect ourselves to magically be jumping to these places that we haven't actually built up the skill or the knowledge or the experience to do yet. It's kind of like a ridiculous concept. We, again, we all do it with these emotional or nervous system states. Like, oh, why do I always get triggered when my kid does X, Y, Z? And it's like, you, you can't just expect, right? If every bedtime you get triggered. I'm not speaking from personal experience lately or anything. It turns out I am. But the, I'll use myself as a great example. Bedtime used to be so good for us. And recently it has not been. And I wasn't expecting it because it was so good. That it's like I, you know, let a lot of nights pass by before I'm like, okay, this is not just a one-time bad bedtime. This is now becoming a very clear pattern. And so it's at the point that now I've had this realization, which I've had in like the past couple days, that I, if I just expect it to be different tonight, like that is on me. <laughs> Like I cannot just keep coming to it, expecting it to be different and then getting mad at myself when I am then not exactly acting in the most calm manner. Because normally I actually can actually maintain a very even keel around my kid. And lately that's been a lot more challenging because there's just been these new behaviors that have popped up that I have like not worked with and not worked with managing my emotions around. And again, I think I kind of kept brushing it under the rug because I thought it was... Just a weird phase, but I'm like, it's not passing. (laughs) It is time for me to now be like, ah, so where I am is very triggered when he does this thing. And so what I need to do is be like, ah, meet myself where I am in that trigger, work with it, discover what it's about, work through it. So then I no longer have to be triggered and I can approach it with a more supportive way, which I'm not even sure what that is yet because I haven't worked with it yet. So I now have my homework for today. How about you? Where are you not meeting yourself where you are and you're confusing a desired state with where you should already be rather than noticing here's where I am. Okay, what do I need to do to work towards that? And I'm going to add one more piece to this of a lot of times in this type of inner work or nervous system work or working with our parts or wounded selves or childhood trauma, things like that, we all... almost unless you have specifically unless you have been taught how to do this we do not know how to do this you likely don't have the skills i sure as hell did not have the skills with knowing how to do any of it right unlike going to Sweet 1100 we know how to walk somewhere and find you know our way around a building but often we don't know how to find way around our own nervous system and that's exactly why i put together the pain to power program which is specifically designed to show you and guide you through how to work with all these parts because part of meeting yourself where you are is actually meeting yourself in sometimes the place of i actually have no idea what i'm supposed to do and that's okay i didn't know what to do my clients haven't known what to do right we need that assistance and guidance so if you're like okay I'm getting it here, but I don't know what to do then. That's where the Pain to Power program is absolutely the place to be because it walks you through all those steps. Okay, the next one. And this one really bleeds into this last one, but I'm going to put it as its own separate thing. And that is personal reflection without judgment. This skill that took me a very long time to get to and to see the value of because I was so... In judgment and criticism of myself that I couldn't even see anything else was possible. But when we can reflect on where we are without the judgment or making it mean anything about us, it's amazing how much more clear the steps are to then move forward. When we are judging where we are, when we are making it mean something about us, when we are criticizing ourselves where we are, it is a surefire way to stay exactly where you are or likely even backtrack. Let's use swimming for example. So you are an adult and you do not know how to swim and you are in massive self-judgment about that. You are embarrassed about it. You are in shame about it. The more, Can you feel how the more you pile that on and the more you make it wrong that you don't know how to swim as an adult, the more it will keep you from ever being willing to take a lesson to learn how versus being like, oh, I mean, my parents just didn't teach me how to swim or I was scared of the water when I was a kid and like, okay, I don't know how to swim. So now I'm just going to go sign up for some lessons and learn how to swim. Right. And it's just like not a big deal. And so often we do this where we like expect ourselves to have some level of either emotional mastery, nervous system mastery, or even mastery at like an aspect of our job, or if you're an entrepreneur, a mastery on how to build a website or a sales funnel or a lead magnet or make a podcast. And we expect ourselves to have this mastery where it's like, why the fuck would you have that mastery? Did you actually take the time to learn how to do that thing? No, probably not. As an entrepreneur with an online business, I can tell you that the amount of things I've had to learn... That I did not know I was going to have to learn about like tech and websites and back end crap is like the bane of my existence sometime. And when I just allow myself to be like, oh, of course, I don't know how to market because I've never learned how to market, then it makes it much easier to gain the skill versus being like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Something has gone wrong. I surely know how to do this, blah, 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 blah. When it's like, no, I, I really shouldn't. I never, I never learned this. And again, this is the case for often emotional regulation, talking to our own bodies, living in harmony with our own bodies, healing traumatic wounds, working with our nervous system. We don't know how to do these things. So we get to allow ourselves to build the skill and that takes that personal reflection without judgment because that will get in the way every single time. Ask me how I know a lot of years of doing that. All right, the next one is going to be a little bit of like a shift. And that is seeing every single person on this earth as the human they are. As a whole complex human and never undermining humanity or treating anybody as subhuman. Now, it's possible you might be like, what on earth does this have to do with healing or chronic pain or anything like that? And actually, it turns out it has to do a lot with healing. Because the way I view each and every human is that we are a whole complex being. That is why I developed the whole self integration method. Because part of integrating our whole selves means that each and every single one of us carries within us the capability to act out in any way possible that any human has ever acted. Whether that is complete selflessness to the most vile and violent and atrocious acts that a human can do. All of those are within our human capacity. Each and every single one of us has the ability to do any of it. To hate with blind rage. To love with massive unconditionalness. To feel the deepest grief. To feeling the utmost joy. Every single one of us can be a fucking asshole or be the most amazing friend. Every single one of us can be heartless or absolutely full of heart and generosity. We all have a bitch side and we all have an empathetic side. Every single emotion or character trait, we all hold. We can all be incredibly organized or we can be cluttered as fuck. We, we, we have all the potential to to carry it all. We do carry it all. And There's nuance to this and I do 100% feel like there are some people who are then on this earth and there's a degree of that nature versus nurture to it, right? That there is a degree of nature. We are born to bias towards certain ones and have like a lot of strength behind certain ones. Which, by the way, I do not believe, I cannot believe that that ever is an inclination towards evil, and it's so important to see that we all hold this potential because that's when we start to dehumanize people is when we say, mm, I can never do that. I oh, would never act that way. And and there can be some degree of truth to you really truly as a person may likely there's a lot of things that a lot of us will never do. Don't get me wrong. However, the difference is being able to be like, But I as a person have the potential to act that way. And I could understand how in certain cases, or in certain scenarios, or born under very different conditions, could carry out those things. And as a side note, none of this is saying that we should excuse bad behaviors. By the way, we're not We could bring in a whole another lesson about the importance of accountability. However, that's not where I'm going with this one. The reason I think this is so important is that when we separate ourselves, when we create this barrier between, let's just use something that's not feeling that quite so loaded of like, oh, that person's such an asshole. I would never do that. We are repressing a part of ourselves, not acknowledging a part of ourselves that exists that that does in fact exist it's shoving that part down and that part then is not integrated in our whole self versus really stepping into empathy and understanding of what drove a person to be a certain way to acknowledge our own potential to do that actually integrates in that part and the whole irony is in undesirable qualities because let's be honest I mean for the most part there's nuance here being an asshole isn't something anyone's striving to be right That when you actually fully acknowledge that part of you, you're actually less likely to act it out because that part isn't trying to scream out to be seen. We are more likely to operate from our shadow selves, which are these parts that we are not acknowledging, that we are not giving attention to, or that we are just denying exist in us. Those are all our shadow selves. We are more likely to actually live out our shadow selves when we aren't acknowledging them and there's a lot of resistance to them. Like, right, if we we if we hate somebody who's an asshole, we're actually more likely to be an asshole at certain points of our lives. If that's like such a shadow part of you. If you're like, I would never do that. Chances are you actually probably do it more than you realize. There's just a, a not wanting to look and to see it, which is why it's so important to acknowledge because then we actually can miss these things that often other people do see in us. Now, I think this piece is so essential to healing and like when we can use behaviors and others that trigger us up it is such a, it shines a flashlight on the parts of ourselves that are in shadow and so we get to work to integrate them in which is part of what I show you how to do in the paint to power program is how to work with these parts how to get to know them how to bring them into integration in ourselves but I also this one is so important to me on a bigger level as well. It is not just about personal healing. I think this is how we bring more healing into the world. Being able to see every single person as human is the only way forward. Is the only way to be able to move towards peace. Is the only way to move towards a world that has more justice in it. And a world that allows everybody to live up to their full potential. So this one has so many loaded benefits to it and is essential in healing as well. And I'm going to end with one more. I feel like I could actually give a million more because as I'm talking, I'm thinking of more. However, I'm going to end with this one, which is that the fastest way through something is to fully be in acceptance with it and to realize that the more we fight something, the longer it sticks around. And this I have found to be true in our own lives, for our own emotional states, for our own current, even external conditions, but also for the state of the world. The more we try to fight a reality, the more it just enhances it. The more we try to fight our pain and resist it, the more it shows up. It's not going to go anywhere. The more we try to deny the existence of certain truths, the more they actually show themselves. Let's bring it into just a really common example, I think, is like the more you try to deny that, oh, there's actually a problem in my marriage, the more likely that problem festers, right? Like it's so easy to be like, I'll just look at it later. We'll look at this later. Let's just keep moving through. Right, this was me with like my son's bedtime routine these past few weeks. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. This is just a phase. Okay, this is just tonight, right? I'm just going to let this go, right? That's me not looking at it and not acknowledging, oh, there's some, there has been a shift. And I really am going to benefit from being like, what is here? And I can already tell you, because a lot of this work, the more you do it, the more it just comes really fast, is I'm already aware that part of the shift has to very much do with me and likely some impatience I've been having around a certain behavior that he's been doing. And so I can already start to see my role in it. And that's really painful to look at to be like, damn it, I'm part of the problem, right? Which is so often why we avoid looking at things or why we stay in resistance to them. It's so much safer sometimes, even though it never results in the outcome we want, to be like, I'm just going to stay fighting my pain versus... really being with it and and really looking at it and realizing like oh shit there's actually this thing in my life that I'm doing that is not supportive to myself anymore and may be contributing to my pain and none of this is being like you've caused it or it's like a blame it's just like this dang okay maybe my pain is here to be like hey, yeah, you know, that job that every single day you feel like crap at and is a really horrible environment for you and, you know, your boss yells at you and treats you like shit, like, that might your pain might be your body being like, I'm done with dealing with that. But however, right, often dealing with things like that can take, can be very loaded, can be very loaded of like, oh my goodness, what might it take to leave your job to find another one? I could have a lot of layers to work through so it can feel really scary. So it might be just easier to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe my pain's here because this muscle is tight or maybe my pain is here because I need to strengthen this one muscle or maybe my pain is here because of some childhood wound and I'm going to investigate that instead. And really, you're just kind of spiritual bypassing around the actual thing because it feels really hard. We're just in resistance of whatever is the truth. And so the more we fight, the more we resist, the longer it sticks around and the Fastest way through something is to be in full acceptance of what it is and admit where you are. And none of that, by the way, is the same thing as apathy or giving up or being like, "Guess I'm stuck this way," you know, for the rest of my life. In fact, it's the exact opposite of that because when we can fully be with something, we get to exactly see what it is that we need to do next. That is the way to shift out of something. And in fact, I'm going to leave you with actually one more. I know I said that was the last one, but this is to listen and learn how to trust yourself. This is by far the most important one, more important than any other one. Because if you can do this one, the other ones will fall into place. And this is one of the hardest ones. I am still actively working on this every day. When you have a lifetime of not trusting yourself, of overriding your gut intuitions of looking for answers externally of trusting people more than you trust yourself of hearing an answer from within and ignoring it it takes a lot to rebuild that trust and turn that trust into action to actually act on it and it also can take a lot to learn what is my true authentic self saying versus what is a fear part saying, or an anxious part saying, or a younger part saying. And so what I want to leave you with with that is that when you can allow yourself the opportunity to build that skill of trusting your own wisdom, which is one of the huge things that you get walked through in the Pain to Power program, there's an entire beautiful guided process on how to connect with your authentic wisdom so you can know what she sounds like, so you are less confused when other parts are trying to uh, maybe pretend to be her or him that gets to be the guidance of your life that gets to be your source that you vet everything through your wisdom doesn't necessarily hold like every piece of information you need but she's your guide and what I mean by that is my wisdom this is a silly example but I need to change the uh, electrical receptacle things the thing that you plug shit into apparently it's called a receptacle in my office so my wisdom doesn't know the steps to change my receptacle out however when i watch a youtube video i can vet that information through my wisdom to one be like is this something i'm comfortable doing myself and two is this person that's telling me what to do do they feel like they're giving me trustworthy information right? I'm sure we've all watched a video where you're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this, I do not trust these steps you are saying, right? In a YouTube video, right? Or like, this just seems like a bad idea. And you might not even know why. You're like, "Mm, I want to watch a different video. Or you might, you know, watch a video and be like, just kidding. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing that, right? And that is all, again, vetted through your wisdom to know what is right for you. So that's just an example where your wisdom is the guide. Your wisdom might show you a book to read. And then even once you're reading that book, you you vet the information of like, ooh, is this one paragraph? Is this really what I needed to absorb from this book? Or is that one I can actually toss away? And you just listen to that gut knowing of what's right. Or ooh, this exercise that they suggest. Ooh, that really, oh, that just like sits so well with my system and feels like so solid. Versus like, and I don't need to do this one, right? Like all that gets to be vetted through your wisdom. And so it means sorting through the noise and the clutter that is all around us and we are bombarded with just becomes so much easier when you have that trust because you're like, nope, not for me, not for me, not for me. This, this is for me. So building up my connection with myself, even though it's something I'm still always evolving and always deepening into, has been probably the most useful Thing on my journey. I'm so much less likely to get caught up in shit that is just not for me, which I used to do all the time, taking courses that were not for me. Taking, You know, that course might be right for somebody else, but it was not for me. But I couldn't, I didn't know that because I didn't hear my wisdom being like, no, no, you need, this is not what you need right now. But now I can hear that voice. Now I can tell the difference. All right. I know these nuggets completely transformed my life and they are ones that I revisit or live by or see the world through in some way on a every single day basis and i know had i not allowed these to sink in and for myself to embody these i would be in a very different and likely very dark place and so i'm going to invite you to take the ones that resonate with you they might not all be right for you where you are on your journey i did not learn these all at once And some, it took learning one to even allow the other to move through. And so again, using that last one, really trusting your wisdom as the guide to, ooh, what is one that might feel really inviting to explore more or to sit with more or to learn more about? And if there is one, feel free to reach out to be like, hey, you know, maybe maybe I already have a podcast episode on one that goes into it more Or it might be something where I can tell you, ooh, in the Pain to Power program, we go deep into that one so you can have this. Or I might have another resource or webinar or book to recommend. Like any of these things could have been a five-part podcast in, in themselves, right? These are, I was really trying to stick with these overarching concepts. I know I went deeper into some than others, but if there was one that resonated with you, allowing yourself to move towards it and not be like, oh, I should already be there, right? To be like, ah, okay, so what's my next step to embracing this one more to bringing it in more how do I need to bring this in more to my life like asking your wisdom that and if you need help with any of this if you need support or guidance with any of this or connecting to your wisdom because you are feeling lost and you have no idea what your body's trying to tell you then the pain to power program is absolutely the place for you because in it we are not only strengthening your connection or gaining it in the first place with your authentic wisdom but then I show you how to work through the whole self-integration method and to work with your nervous system in a way that is always allowing you to know what the right next step is. The way I have it laid out is it allows your nervous system and your wisdom to guide the process, to guide each step and move into each next phase as is right for you. And when you join, you get 12 weeks of support of small group guided weekly sessions where you get to come with any questions or any stuck points and of course share any celebrations that are relevant for that week. So if there's a place you're stuck with or you have questions about it, I am here to answer your questions. This is a fully supportive group. It is not one of those groups where you're kind of just handed the material and it's on you to figure out how to go through it. No, I am here to guide you through it. All you have to do is ask and when you ask for support, you absolutely will receive it. So if you want to learn more, if that program is right for you, because I because of the small group environment, I actually do not just let anybody in. I really want to make sure it is right for you, where you are in the journey. And so if you want to learn more about that book, that energy up level session that is in the show notes, we will chat super casual conversation where we can go into where you are, where you want to go, and what the next best steps are. Maybe it's the pain to power program. Maybe it is something else. But whatever it is, you will walk out of that session with clarity of exactly what the next step is to moving towards your desired outcome and being able to live a life that feels full out for you, whatever that looks like for you. I can't wait to see you in one of those. I love getting to hear from and getting to know those who listen to this podcast. It is so much fun to do that. And if this podcast has been helpful, if this episode has been helpful, please go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people find the podcast so they can also hear this information and change their lives. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.